the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Just listening, everybody. I'm here and I'm listening. What, the, what I think about this, as you know, it's a time to reflect right now. I have things to cover, but the big, the bigger issues are always the ones that I focus on with sort of laser-like and laser-like beam. People forget the big issues. I want you to compare the music you just heard and and its religious lyrics with the now what what was the guy sworn in the guy in Fairfax Virginia what what was his swearing in about was it a school board guy put that up again it's an amazing story of a, a man sworn in by a judge. And his hand is not on the Bible, on any Bible. Well, I guess it's his Bible, but it's basically sexually drenched. Yeah, school board. School board, you got that up there? Sexual, sexually drenched books for, for kids, no less, one, one might add. School board member from the Daily Wire sworn in on stack of gay porn instead of Bible. A school board member in Virginia took his oath of office with his hand not on a Bible but on a stack of books containing graphic depictions of gay sex. Call Frisch. Oh my God, I didn't realize this. He will become chairman of the Fairfax County School Board, swapped the Bible for books including Lawn Boy. Gender Queer and Flamer. His male partner held the books as he placed his left hand on them and his right hand in the air. He was sworn in on a stack of the five LGBTQ-themed books most frequently banned by other school systems, Frisch's campaign 
said on his website. Oh, isn't that amazing? I actually thought the quote was from a critic. This quote is from a defender, from his own website. We are proud, I'm proud to do stuff that other school boards find way too pornographic for kids. Well, in September 2021, nearly all Fairfax school board members except Fresh fled the dais as a mother read passages from the books. What if I told you I touched another guy's and... And then there's a, a vulgar word for penis. What if I told you I sucked it? I mean, I, I, it's, uh, there's, I can't go on, on on regular radio. That That's what he took his oath on. But we don't need re- religion in, in America, right? People are, are too sophisticated. They went to college, and so they know that the, you, don't, you don't need the Bible. I, I, my first experience of being nationally attacked, and if you, most people are not nationally attacked, obviously, and it, it's, it's quite overwhelming when you are the, the big theme for even one day, let alone for more than one day. And of course, the media is a unified mass of leftism. And so they were unified in, when I said that Keith Ellenson, the first Muslim, Congressman, he's now Attorney General of Minnesota, should not take his oath on the Quran, and everybody should do, use the Bible. And as I clarified uh, within days, if if you, you want to use the Quran as well as the Bible, that's your business. But as I said, the Bible is America's values book. And I said, uh, I, I hold this true for everybody. I said, if I were sworn into office, I would take an oath on a Bible that contained the New Testament, though the New Testament is not my Bible. But the New Testament is part of America's Bible. You don't only take an oath for office on what you consider holy, and obviously he considers lawn boy holy, this low life, who is the chairman of the Fairfax Virginia board. So you have the Bible, and, you know, so I have Old Testament, you have Old Testament and New Testament, another one has Old Testament, New Testament, and the Book of Mormon. I mean, you know, we, we have various people holding, uh, uh, in the Judeo-Christian world, various people holding books to be holy, and he held this, uh, these uh, books uh, about uh, about sexual encounters to put it mildly but we don't need religion right we we don't need a bible that's the that's the whole root of the chaos of our society is that we are abandoning the judeo christian bases bases of the society which of the uh, great founders said that we need uh, religion and more uh, in order we won't survive without John, uh, Adams. John Adams yeah that's correct 
John Adams is also the one who spoke about the 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 Jews' contribution, the uniquely the unique contribution of Jews to history. And as I've so often pointed out, you needed to know Hebrew to graduate Harvard till eighteen hundred. God, if, if the if the people who taught at Harvard in the eighteen hundreds would see Harvard today. I don't know how I don't know if they would find the words to react to the decline of a place that has veritas as its motto truth which is true which is a true motto that is that is everything and that that holds true for for all of us truth is number 1 you can't it is not possible to build goodness on lies Randy Weingarten attacked me, talking about lies. What is she the head of the national? Which what is the which? Uh, yeah, but she. It's ironic. She's De- Dennis Prager said teachers are liars, because they oppose his bigoted agenda. This Marxist uh, woman who has done who said she did the most damage to society. Who was that? Pompeo. Mike Pompeo said she has done the most damage to to the society. I, I I think she's done more damage than uh, George Soros, to be honest. And then she talk about lying. Didn't she lie about uh, we were never for lockdowns of schools? <laughs> NBC News asked me, uh, what do I say about teachers who deny that they are teaching uh, woke agendas? Uh, this this. Uh, that whole thing. I said, well, they're, they're lying. If they say that, they're liars. That's what I, that's, she, she didn't, well, Randy Gott, Weingarten lied about me. I think I'll have to respond. Yesterday I went to Prager U. You, you may not know this, but NBC, what, what does it have this program on? Is it streaming? Is it on, on YouTube? What is this NBC Meet the Press documentary? Streaming. Streaming? Yeah. Can you take a look how many views that our, the edition on PragerU had? I'm very curious. I, I could only see it on uh, YouTube. If, if they yeah, you could see it on YouTube. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube. Okay. Sure. Anyway, at Meet the Press did a 33-minute. You know how long that is for television? I mean, it wasn't TV. It's, so it's, it's a television show that has a streaming aspect. They did 33 minutes on PragerU. Obviously, they interviewed me. They interviewed me for about 45 minutes. I think they include about two minutes, uh, or maybe three minutes of the 45 minutes. And uh, it was a, a biased report, needless to say. And so Marissa Streit, the CEO of PragerU, and I recorded yesterday a 45-minute response. I can't wait till it goes up. You will learn more about the media in those 45 minutes than you could in a year. My friends, I'm asking you to go online to DennisPrager.com and click on the Angel Tree Christmas banner to help make Christmas a reality for children with a mother or father in prison this holiday season. When you give today, your tax-deductible donation will combine 
with that of my other listeners to give 17,000 children of prisoners the joy of an angel tree Christmas, a special Christmas gift, plus the Bible and a personalized note from their incarcerated parent. It's a very beautiful thing this Christian organization is doing. You don't have to be a Christian to believe it's beautiful. So please call 888-206-2801. 888-206-2801, or go to DennisPrager.com and click on the Angel Tree banner to bless a child this Christmas. I don't need a lot of presents to make my Christmas bright. I just need my baby's arms around around me tight. Oh, Santa, give my plea. Elvis, correct? Any of you know, without looking, what year Elvis died? Isn't that interesting? It was so big when it happened. I see. You know, it's interesting. People speak about being a return to God, and it's correct. But the the real the real issue for the crisis of our society is a return to the Bible. If that, if that is not your source of values and wisdom, what is? Not a good question. What is? I did an hour years ago, if the Bible is not your source of wisdom, what is? And it was absolutely illuminating to hear people's responses. Oh, life is my source of wisdom. Oh, I get it. Then we should not, I mean, among other things, we should not have the vote for anybody under 40. Because you acknowledge that if the only way to get wisdom is by living life, then clearly, A, the older should be wiser definitionally, B, you can't be wise when you're young. As I wrote in a piece, I don't know, in the last year, I wrote, I believe that the average kid in my yeshiva class in ninth grade, yeshiva is a Jewish religious school where half the day is in religious studies, in my case in Hebrew, and half the day secular studies, of course, in English. But I, I believe that they, that they had more wisdom than the average Harvard professor does today, or any college professor. You could be taught wisdom. Last night in my, I, I try to do weekly, but it doesn't always work, but in my officially weekly Zoom with my oldest grandson, who's now 13. So we do a biblical text, and then we talk about everything. Last night it was about field goal kicking after the biblical text. You know my grandson is a field goal kicker. So everybody will find this of interest, even atheists listening. So my son is, is Orthodox, and so are his two, or his two kids, his two stepkids, or like his kids, and his wife. And my older grandson is really taken to a religious life. He, he, he loves it. He loves to pray, loves to study, but he's extremely worldly. I mean, he is a very serious field goal kicker. 
he did a 30-year-old field goal. I saw the, uh, I mean, he's 13. There's just so much your legs can do. I mean, he he practices the motions with the legs. So we spoke about what happens if he gets a scholarship, let's say, or partial scholarship to a college if he goes to college, and he probably will. And uh, and he's he's good enough to get a scholarship as a field goal kicker, and the, most college games are on Saturday on the Sabbath, and he's orthodox. He doesn't travel. He doesn't use electricity. What's he going to do? So we had a very interesting talk about it because it, it's. It, it's obviously something that already concerns him, even though it's it's five years away. The but I'm, I'm telling you, I would put him up not not because he's brilliant. I'm not and he's very bright, but that's irrelevant to my point. Completely irrelevant. He has more wisdom, and a lot of kids in his class, I have no doubt, than the overwhelming majority of college professors in this country. And it, it is because of the Bible and religion, but especially the Bible. That's, by the way, that's another argument for why you should read the rational Bible, because it makes it all clear what it's about. That's the, the belief that you can attain wisdom on your own. While it is possible for some, it is very rare, very rare. It's like you can become a very great pianist on your own, but it is very rare. You need a piano teacher even if you are gifted. Somebody has to instruct you. What is the source of your values if it's not the Bible? Is it the French Enlightenment? I mean, really, what is it? That's, it's that point that I just made to you is rarely made. Religious people, including myself, have been generally ad- advocative of how important God is, which is, which is very true. But there are so many people who believe in God who aren't good. Hitler believed in God, supposedly, but it wasn't the God of the Bible. The, the, the monsters who, who raped and burned families alive on October 7th, they, they claim to believe in, in a God. Imagine while slaughtering families, screaming that God is, is great? Is, is that my God? No, of course not. So the Bible is the issue. 1-8 Prager 776. This Christmas, the new film from director George Clooney arrives. It's a rags-to-riches, absolute crowd-pleaser based on the number one New York Times best-selling book, The Boys in the Boat. 
the inspirational true story about one of the most difficult sports in the world and the 1936 University of Washington College rowing team that competed for gold in the Summer Games in Berlin will inspire you. This team rowed out of need, need to eat, need to sleep, and it gave them an edge that captures the power of working together to overcome all odds while rowing for America. They don't make movies like this anymore, and it's filled with wholesome content that makes it the ideal multi-generational movie for the holidays. Joel Edgerton and Callum Turner star in this exciting and incredible story of courage, hard work, and determination showcasing America at its best. Believe in each other, believe in the impossible. The Boys in the Boat opens Christmas Day in theaters only. Get tickets now, boysintheboatmovie.com. Underneath mistletoe there's no sense in hanging stockings there upon the fireplace Cause Santa, he won't make me happy Thank you, and thank you. I don't know whom I'm thanking. Isn't that interesting? Well, I do my annual thank you show on December 31st. Uh, what, what? So January 1st is a Monday, so the 31st is a Saturday, so I'll have to do it on the 30th. So, uh, who should I thank? It's an interesting question. Do I thank Sean, for example? No, it's a very short list. Huh? It's a very short list. It is a short list, yeah. One or two people. Did I actually do that one year? I I thanked Scott McConnell. (laughs) That's precious. That is like, I, that is, see, we all have stuff we have to overcome. Names are an issue for me. Not dates, not not ideas in, in terms of memorizing. And and I my I did one, remember, with Riley Gaines? What was the one I did? She cracked up to her great credit. You, you said that she was the head of the Yes, I said that <laughs> she's the head of the Riley Gaines Center at uh, the Leadership Institute, and I said it was the Leah Thomas Center. (laughs) Leah Thomas is the narcissist uh, uh, guy who says he's a girl and then wins in uh, women's swimming. God, this is really ubiquitous, all these these men who say they're women. Did you you see the story of the 11-year-old girl who uh, found herself on an overnight with her school and it was a guy next to her in the bed or in the room. I don't. I think it was the bed, because he said he's a girl, eleven years old. And and you still vote Democrat? The Democrats are for this. Don't tell me your cousin is a Democrat and you're against it. It is irrelevant. Your cousin isn't in in political office. The Democratic Party is for eleven-year-old boys who say they're girls joining the girls on overnight trips, okay? That's the Democratic Party's politicians. That's their positions. There is nothing the left can do that would cause lifelong Democrats to vote Republican. Literally nothing. Most Democrats are pro-Hamas, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter to Jews who vote Democrat. When you know there's nothing you can do, no harm you can do, and you still get people's votes, you really got it made, man. That is 
just something. All these terrible things that are done. 11-year-old girl. Imagine that. By the way, the, the crime is equally to the boy. Oh, you're 11? You say you're a girl? Of course you're a girl, because you say you are. Really? With all the surgeries, do you get a girl's brain? You know that the brains of males and females also differ? Not just the plumbing, as it were? Whether our society will survive the left-wing assault on it or not is uh, unknowable. I never, well, I, I can't say I never. I'm human, so I periodically speculate on the future. But I, I'm not at all preoccupied with predictions. I'm preoccupied with what to do. That is my question in life in general, what to do. Theologically, I have said, and it, anyone who knows me, and you know me, by the way, my closest friends can tell you that the public knows me. Not the left-wing public that doesn't bother listening, but the those of you who listen, you do know me. And you, my theology is I am far more interested in what God wants from me than what I want from God. And I think everybody's theology should be that. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. If you ever wondered whether the Bible, God, and Judeo-Christian values are important, just think about the eleven-year-old girl and then overnight with a boy in bed because he says he's a girl. The angels did say Was to certain poor shepherds In fields as they lay In fields where they lay They were keeping their sheep On a cold winter's night It's hard, to, it's hard to start talking. I gotta admit it. Why, why should I, in fact? Let's just take the spirit in for a moment. It's the greatest time of year. Okay. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager. A Bible Free America is a lost America. That's it. That's my my point among many today. David in Marietta, Georgia. Dennis Prager, hello. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Just wanted to say uh, I think you're the best voice on this channel. I listen to you a lot. I drive. Thank you very um, much. But I had a question for you. You mentioned how the left can do nothing uh, to lose votes, which I totally agree with. Mm-hmm. They can do anything, and they're right. not going to lose votes. Right. 
my question is why are more Jews not leaving the Democratic Party? And I just wanted to get your insight on it, and I'll just listen to you. But that's really that's it's perplexing to me. It, you're, you're, um, it's worthy of perplexation. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a Jew, a rather active Jew, a religious Jew, and it. Uh, I don't know if perplex is the precise word because I think I understand why, but it is perplexing. I can give you, there are many answers. One one answer is that for many Jews, it has been implanted as if it were f- physically implanted some electrode in one's brain that right wing leads to Nazism and Nazism leads to a Holocaust. That That's it. Uh, to say that it is simplistic is truly to understate the case. It is it is beyond belief simplistic. The left and uh, a serious percentage of Muslim immigrants and their children to this country are the sources, the overwhelming sources of uh, Jew hatred in America today, called anti-Semitism. And it doesn't matter. The fact that the greatest protector of the Jews overwhelmingly for the last decades have been conservatives and Christians is irrelevant. That's what I said. Nothing will change most Jews' voting behavior. Nothing will change most blacks' voting behavior. When the left has controlled the narrative all of your life, and you believe, blacks believe, right-wing means bigoted. Many Jews believe right-wing means anti-Semitic. Vast numbers of people base their lives on lies. They don't know their lies. So they're not liars. But they base their lives on lies because the left has controlled it all. Why do you think there is such anger at any conservative who comes to a campus? Because they are afraid that 90 minutes of truth will undo four years of lies. Why does Randy Weingarten attack me personally as a bigot? Because she is so afraid that a kid will see five minutes of a PragerU video. We're not afraid that they will see left-wing videos. They're afraid that they will see our videos because we are devoted to truth. And you know what What she got this from? NBC News. Apparently, was it last night? A couple of nights ago. ago? On NBC News. They had a feature on PragerU, not the 33 minutes they did. They, They spent about four minutes. And they showed a video... Uh, on the history of slavery that we put out, which says that whites ended slavery. Not because whites are inherently better than anyone else. The only point was you're being lied to when you're told that whites are the great enslavers. Everybody enslaved, but it was whites who happened to have ended slavery. So the left never, ever, 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 ever asks, is it true? 
Truth is not a left-wing value. It is true. And by the way, NBC News never showed the individual who gave that five-minute video. A black woman, Candace Owens. So for all intents and purposes, it was a white speaking well of whites, and that's all NBC News and every leftist needs to know. They don't ask true or false, they ask white or not white, rich or not rich, colonializer or colonialized, 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 Coney Islandized. That's what they ask. They don't ask true or false. If truth reigned, the left would not be existent. It's truth or leftism. So that answers my caller's question in a nutshell. There's another, there are other reasons why Jews vote left. Aside from having been raised to believe that right equals ultimately Nazism. And that is that when Jews leave the Torah, they embrace secular Torah. Orthodox Jews do not vote Democrat. Orthodox Jews believe in Judaism, not leftism. And that's your answer. 1-8 Prager, 776. The Dennis Prager Show. My Pillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever. Just in time for Christmas, get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, for as low as $29.98 and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. Do you see what I see? that from? I know it's not the original. I'm not as- I never ask what year is this is the rendition from, but rather the song. I know it's not the original. And I prefer the original. It's this is sweet. Sixty two. Oh yeah, once again I keep coming back to Kennedy's assassination changed everything. 
not a line of demarcation in America. What was I? I was, I was in a uh, sophomore in high school. And then all of a sudden, I saw my generation erupting in America hatred. It was it was a shock to my system. I grew up loving America. My father was in the Navy in World War II, and I remember looking through. He had a great a naval history of World War II. I, I wish I I wish I had those books. Well, the rest is history, as they say. Scientific blogging has an interesting piece. The most violent era in America was before Europeans arrived. Have you seen that? There's a mythology about the Native Americans that they were all peaceful and in harmony with nature. It's easy to create narratives when there is no written record. That line is one of the most intelligent lines... I have read this in in the year 2023. (laughs) You know, the, the most intelligent lines generally are the ones when you hear it, it's instantaneous recognition, it's true, and you wonder, why didn't I, why didn't I think of the obvious? It is easy to create narratives when there is no written record. Who wrote this piece? This is really a, a mind blower. Oh, it's actually the staff of scientific blogging. Uh, uh, Science20.com, that's where it is at. Yeah. But archaeology keeps its own history, and a new paper finds that the 20th century with its hundreds of millions dead in wars and, in the case of Germany, China, Russia, and other dictatorships, genocide was not the most violent on a per capita basis, that honor may belong to the central Mesa Verde of southwest Colorado and the Pueblo Indians. Writing in the journal American Antiquity, Washington State University archaeologist Tim Kohler and colleagues document how nearly 90% of human remains from that period had trauma from blows to either their heads or parts of their arms. How's that? (laughs) What was the team, the San Jose Sharks? Didn't they have a uh, presentation Celebrating the Aztec gods. Remember that? The hockey team? Well, it's the Bay Area. What do you expect? I mean, to to celebrate the Aztec gods because you're anti-white, anti-European, and pro-indigenous peoples 
is to celebrate human sacrifice, just for the record. Slavery was universal, but by the time of the European conquest of the New World, human sacrifice had uh, been abolished, at least in that part of the world. (laughs) So now, how many states are now announcing that they may also ban Donald Trump from the ballot? And they accuse Republicans and Donald Trump of wanting to create a dictatorship. Not one person, to the best of my knowledge, not a single individual has been charged with insurrection, let alone the president, the former President Trump. It's a scorched earth policy of the left, it always is. They destroy what they oppose. They've already destroyed the universities and so much more. Everything the left touches, it destroys. And this will be another another example, tragically. 1-8-Prager-776 is the number. Happy to talk about a whole host of things with just today and tomorrow left before Christmas. Last two weeks of the year are traditionally sort of whatever is on your mind weeks for the radio show. These are the two fastest weeks of the year in what I have said regularly was about as fast a year as I recall. And it's not just because I'm getting older and time speeds up. Every young person I know thinks 2023 sped by. You know, there it's a f- fun question to ask. Why did 2023 go by so fast? Maybe because it was the less traumatic than 2020, 2021, and 2022. It was a non-election year, so that tension was gone. It was few demonstrations, relatively speaking, except for the pro-Hamas crowd, as evil a crowd as America has ever produced. That's a, it's a very scary thing, these, these pro-Palestinian demonstrations, because they're pro-Hamas demonstrations. They're for Israel's destruction. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free means no Israel. Amazing the number of comments you, you read on, on the Internet. I mean, it's, I, I don't want to make any, I don't want to create any exaggerated view here, but... Like one wrote, so okay, so there won't be an Israel, so what? Is there any other country about which people entertain the idea that country won't exist? Nope, absolutely not. It proves there's something... uh, I would say something divine about the Jewish experiment in history. Certainly Christians, the vast majority of Christians acknowledge that. Orthodox Jews acknowledge that. You should all read, or if you don't read, at least watch the five-minute video of George Gilder, The Israel Test, 
boy, will you understand a lot of what is happening now in the world. I'm telling you, I went to the Middle East Institute and advanced graduate work in Middle Eastern studies at Columbia University. And I'm telling you, you will learn more from the 15 videos on the Middle East at PragerU.com than you would at any Middle Eastern Institute in, in, in any university in this country. In terms of understanding what has happened and why what is happening is happening. That's one of them, the great George Gilder, and he is great. He's one of the lucid, intelligent minds of our time. Can the average liberal, forget leftist, can the average liberal name one major conservative thinker? Interesting question. Because, as I say, we read them, we watch them, we hear them, and we study under them. They don't read us, they don't watch us, they don't study under us. There's a big difference. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And my dear friends, let us go to your calls. Mark in Los Angeles. Hello. Yes, hello, Dennis. Um, my name is Mark. I've been a long-time listener, and you want to know how to change a lifeline Democrat from voting Democrat, correct? Yes. Okay, well, so give us an option, because right now I have one party which is moderately responsible. They do some things. They're not exactly my favorite. I'm not exactly a fan of the Democrat Party. And then I have another party, which is basically the other half of the country. That if I want to have the my vote mean anything, that I vote for one or the other. And the only thing they offer me on the other side is religious dogma entering legislation or handouts to the rich. Give me an option. Well, it, I'm not going to argue with you, Andrew, but I want you to know how important I consider the call because you have given me and my listeners an insight into how most Democrats view Republicans, that they they feed the rich and they want to impose religious dogma on the country. So give me an example of of either. Do you know that overwhelmingly the, the rich area codes, zip codes, I should say, vote Democrat? How do you explain that 
if the Republicans are the party that helps the rich? Some rich people are actually just decent people. They vote for things that are not just handouts for them. They're not always about oh, so, hey, just giving oh, all the money. I, I, you know what? I got to admit, it's, it's another insight that I had not had. So the rich who vote for uh, having uh, uh, hormone blockers for kids, which is the Democratic Party position, in fact, it's, talk about dogma, you cannot even counsel a child to, to and say if you are a therapist. You can't say, you know, you're a boy, you were born a boy, and you should work through whatever feelings you have and remain a boy. You, you, you can go to, you can lose your license in California, where you're from, uh, if, you, uh, if, if you counsel that. That is the Democratic Party position. When you vote Democrat, you are voting for hormone blockers for minors. Uh, does that bother you? Uh, again, I'm not the one going for hormone blockers. I, but that's that's a personal choice these people make. But that's another wait, thing no, 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 it's not. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Can can, a, can ahead. an 11 year old, 12 year old choose to smoke cigarettes? No, I don't believe they can. Okay, they do anyway, but they can choose. But they can choose to take hormone blockers. Yeah, it's it's a long, exhausted process. I'm actually not a fan of that. Now, let me stress that. There are a lot of things that I disagree with the Democrat Party with. Now, there, I am not. But I don't know. You know all right, so let's go back to how is it exactly that religious dogma is imposed by the Republicans because they're anti-abortion? They want to bring religion back into school. They argue that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What does that mean exactly? You mean prayer in school? That's one. There's another right, so, one so, is, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. All through American history till 1962, there was prayer in school. So do you think America was a worse place for it or a better place or irrelevant? Irrelevant. I don't think it had any, any effect. All right, so why do you oppose it? Why are you so? Why is it so important to you to oppose it? Because that's what our nation states uh, founded on. We, we were supposed to not. No, our nation was a nation was founded oh. on prayer in school. That was my point. There was prayer in school from 1776 to 1962. Do you think that that have produced bad kids, bigoted kids? Uh, I think I think when people are raised to idolatry, or sorry, raised to idolize their religion, they're a lot more willing to. Um, denigrate or uh, condemn others simply for the difference in religious views. In the United States today, do you think there's more anti-Semitism from the left or the right? I think it's pretty obvious, but uh, I'd say that as far as actual anti-Semitism, it would be from the right. As far as anti-Israel feelings, that would be from the left. I would say those two things are just the, the way things go to, in today's world. So you exclude the desire to destroy Israel from anti-Semitism. I like Jews, but I want to destroy the Jewish state is meaningful to you. I I think that international versus domestic policy, when we're talking about things like anti-Semitism, it it doesn't really cross over. Like, yes, I I understand Israel has a right to exist, and it should exist. I 100% agree with that. But, But that's not... The strict definition of anti-Semitism. Oh, it is. That's not true. Anti-Zionism is part of the definition of anti-Semitism, according to the United States Holocaust Museum, and and every every major Jewish organization, all of which are liberal. 
well, anti Zionism is one form of it, yes. But what I'm talking right. about is actual Jew hatred. A yeah, lot of so, the people that well, say, yeah, no, so, okay, actual Jew hatred. I, I, so you believe that the people screaming uh, that, uh, for example, in, in Sydney, the demonstration gassed the Jews. You think right-wingers were at that, or do you think left-wingers were at that? Uh, I'm really not sure about that. I hadn't been following Sydney mm-hmm. okay, news. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, listen, I want to thank you. It's a very, it was a civil and wonderful call. And it, uh, it does prove my point, my dear friends. There's nothing the Democrats can do that will alienate most, not most, almost any of its voters. Nothing. It doesn't matter how high the inflation rate, it doesn't matter how high the debt, it doesn't matter how ruined the schools are, it doesn't matter how much crime goes up, all of which are created by the Democratic Party. It doesn't matter how porous the border is. Millions and millions of people from all over the world coming in illegally solely thanks to the Democratic Party. Well, not solely, overwhelmingly. Doesn't matter. Okay, that's why that's valuable. And by the way, if you differ with me, you see, I really do try and have as civil as a talk as possible. So I hope you'll call in. With a cup pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty the You realize how much more innocent America was that this was a popular song? Jimmy Durante doing this? Steve in Philadelphia. Hello, Steve. <laughs> Dennis, how are you? Uh, Dennis, if, if you permit me, I, I can remember vividly having a, a, a animated conversation with a, a friend's wife and uh, listening to her go on and on. I was very patient. Then I offered my rebuttal, my, my counter point of view. And her hands went up and she said, no, I, I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know, she's a leftist, a liberal. I don't want to hear it. And that's what I think we're seeing here. Uh, the New York Times is now profitable. If, I don't know whether you've heard, but that's because they, they focus entirely on satisfying their left-wing readers. Their left-wing readers don't want to hear or don't want to read uh, an objective newspaper. They don't want to hear an opposing point of view. And I think that's what we saw with the, the Penn and MIT professor and even these four or five Supreme Court justices, Colorado Supreme Court justices. They realize that there is no room, uh, there's no margin for error for them. Uh, the, the Penn professor had a very simple question to answer. Anybody should have been able to answer that question. You mean the of Penn president, the president? The Penn president. Yes, the Penn president. But due to fear, the fear that she realized, if, if I that's show... A very, no, that's a of, very valid point. That's correct. Thank you. That's right. Why? It was, I actually watched it twice because I thought I missed something the first time. It it was too obvious 
what the right answer would be. So I couldn't believe that I got it right. Is calling for genocide of the Jews, her, what, was, what was the question? Is it harassment? Is, which is sort of like, are you kidding? It's, is it harassment? Let me see. If you, if you, tell, if you say to a woman, uh, you know, I don't know, you, you, uh, you, you look great in that dress today, as opposed to that's a great dress. You look great in that dress today. Or, God forbid, go, I, I'm not good at whistling, but, oh, I got it. Uh, you, that's, the, you're doomed. That is truly, that is truly harassment. So, that, but genocide to the Jews, not, but he's right. The, the caller in Philadelphia is right. They are so afraid of saying something that might tick off the left at Penn, MIT, or Harvard, that they weren't... That's why, why do you think they don't believe in genocide in the Jews, any of these three? I have no doubt about that. So why did they give such an, uh, uh, an absurd response? Was it Mark? Was that man's name Mark in Philadelphia? I think it was Mark. Mark, if it wasn't you, if you're not named Mark... I apologize, but I think you are. And if you're not, you should be. That was a very astute point. He gave the answer. This is, by the way, why I have a major advantage in everything I write and everything I I speak over others doing the exact same things, including my Bible commentary. I have learned from a vast number of people. You know my theory that I have talked with, not two, talked with more people than any living person. 40 years of talk radio. And if you listen to talk radio, you get the exact same benefit that I do. You get to hear me and you get to hear them. But that was a really good example. They were afraid of the left and afraid of their a Muslim student body. That's that's right. Which is the which on Israel is the same thing. There is a rift. The, uh, a lot of the Muslims, not all Muslims, want Israel destroyed, but many do. A lot of the Muslims in America who vote Democrat are really troubled, though, because. They're, they really don't believe that children should be given hormone blockers. They really don't believe that there are more than two sexes, or genders, if you will. And on the other hand, the Republicans support Israel more. Back in a moment. Almost every break, it's difficult for me to resume speaking when my favorite music of the year outside of classical music is played. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. 
I'm going to be talking now with one of the most celebrated attorneys in the United States, Mark Kazowitz in New York City, and he is the attorney for New York University students, Jewish New York University students, who are suing NYU over its, I'm reading from the college fix, its alleged failure to combat campus anti-Semitism. Plaintiffs Bella Inger, Sabrina Maslavi, and Saul Tawil, I've just read that Saul Tawil has backed out of the suit, I'll find out if that's accurate, allege NYU, quote, is acutely aware of ongoing and disgraceful acts of anti-Jewish bigotry, but has reacted with, at best, deliberate indifference by refusing to apply its own anti-discrimination and conduct policies. Facing genocidal chants such as Hitler was right, gas the Jews, death to kikes, and from the river to the sea, plaintiffs have, quote, been deprived of the ability and opportunity to fully and meaningfully participate in NYU programs and have been put at severe risk of extreme emotional and physical injury. Their November 14th complaint stated. Finally, then I'm going to go to the attorney, the plaintiffs seek redress for NYU's egregious civil, quote, NYU's egregious civil rights violations that have created a hostile educational environment, unquote, for Jewish students in violation of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Mark Kazowitz in New York City, thank you for taking the time to uh, be with me. Let's make sure you're on. There you are. Good. All good. Audio, audio and video, excellent. Sir, thank you, and thank you for taking on this case. Is it true, by the way, that one of the plaintiffs has uh, is no longer suing NYU? That is true. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's very funny. I feel like we're in court. And you're one of the witnesses, <laughs> and I got a very quick and direct response. Yes, that is true. All right. So, we—is it worth analyzing, or should I just go to the two remaining plaintiffs? No, it's it's it's. I'm delighted to talk about it. Uh, it, it really is a look. The, the the background is that for any of these students at NYU, and we've also sued Penn, and so it's also true of the students who have signed on as plaintiffs uh, against Penn, it's it's an act of courage for them to do this uh, because they've identified themselves to the university and in many instances to professors they have who are... Um, we're not friendly to their position, but they've identified themselves as willing to stand up for to, to, to protect their rights as students uh, at a university against uh, the blatant anti-Semitism that's been occurring at these universities. That takes some guts, especially for an 18, 19, 20 year old kid. The the um, the student who has dropped out of the NYU case uh, faced uh, pressure that from a member of uh, uh, his Jewish community uh, where that 
member of the Jewish community is very aligned with NYU, apparently is a fellow who uh, claims that he has a close relationship with the president of NYU. And uh, he put immense pressure on um, Ingber's, uh, uh, pardon me, on, on, on the Tawil's. students. Yeah, yeah uh family uh, to get the uh, uh, to get the the young man to withdraw, and even instigated calls throughout uh, that community uh, to the family to get the kid to uh, withdraw. Now we don't know, sitting here today, whether that was initiated by the university itself. What we do know is that it was this one particular member of the community who uh, says he's very aligned with the university. Uh, who really put intense pressure on on this young man and his family. I can't tell you how mesmerizing I find this story. By the way, when you say this community, uh, this is just a a point of of information. There's no commentary on this because I think I know the community. I I assume it's the Syrian Jewish community. Is that correct? Uh, Correct. Absolutely correct. So there's a very big one, folks, in Brooklyn, New York. I know it because many Syrian Jews went uh, to the same high school, Jewish high school I did in Brooklyn, New York, Yeshiva Flatbush, which is now largely Syrian uh, Jewish. So it's a very prominent community. But uh, I'm only telling, there's no comment in that for my listeners. I just want people to understand because the information is relevant. But uh, I I have to say that my, uh, my disgust with that particular uh, individual who is aligned with NYU as opposed to being aligned with a young Jew in his community is uh, is actually painful, uh, and I hear painful things every day. But this is this is truly painful for me to hear. You you you're, you don't have to comment on it, but you're free to obviously. Well, it is pain. Of course, it's painful. Um... And, you know, my my view about it and my observation to this young man's family uh, was that members of that community ought to be calling that family and telling them how proud they are uh, of the young man. That's right. uh, For standing up for himself and standing up for other Jewish students on campus who have been harassed, intimidated uh, and uh, in some instances assaulted because they're Jewish in the aftermath of October 7th. And for, for, for a member of that Jewish community to pressure that kid and his family to drop out of this lawsuit, I think is disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful. I can only say they're lucky I don't live in Brooklyn. just between you and me and everybody listening so let me understand this is who who was screaming hitler was right gas the jews death to kikes on nyu's campus were they were they nyu students were they uh, outsiders who who exactly or do we not know they were um they were 
they were at a minimum demonstrations uh, participated in by NYU students, which could have included outsiders as well. But clearly there were, you know, in, in our sense of it is, and from the witnesses who we've spoken to and the like, most of them were NYU students. Um, but it could have included outsiders. But but all of these horrible things that they were um, chanting, uh, and in some instance, instances directing uh, at uh, Jewish N- NYU students, uh, were definitely being um, were definitely originating with uh, with NYU students at a minimum. So let me understand: NYU did nothing. Is that? Is that the case here? They did nothing to those students screaming death to kikes? Absolutely correct. Uh, absolutely correct. And that, that, that really is the, you know, at the end of the day, that's the out, that, that, that really is the uh, outrage here that um, the university has taken virtually no action against any of these students who have engaged in these demonstrations, who've said these vile things about, um, about Jews, uh, who have directed their comments and their intimidation and harassment uh, toward Jewish students. Now, we've heard most recently that there have been some student suspensions but we have no details about it, and we suspect that it's only been, if anybody has been suspended for any of this kind of activity, we think it's only, it's been less than a handful. Okay, we're um, going to continue in a moment. I have to take a break. Mark Kazowitz, the attorney for two Jewish students at New York University. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, and celebrated attorney Mark Kazowitz has taken on the case, at least one case. I know he mentioned he's done University of Pennsylvania. We'll get to that later. But I'm talking about two NYU Jewish students uh, who are bringing NYU to court, and he's taking up their case. I mean, again, I read to you from the College Fix that NYU students and presumably others on campus were chanting, Hitler was right, gas the Jews, death to kikes, and from the river to the sea. And uh, it's so obvious that had there ever been a chant, uh, death to the N-words, or uh, gas the blacks, uh, that uh, or uh, the Ku Klux Klan was right, uh, that would have been the end of their uh, tenure of, of those students at NYU. It, it, it's Mark Hazard. Am, am I right that it does seem like a slam dunk case that an exception has been carved out with regard to Jew hatred? It's it's undeniable that. Uh that an exception has been carved up 
uh, carved out when it comes to um, when it comes to anti-Semitism. There's there on on college campuses right now, including at NYU. There's no there's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, the uh, it, and we will demonstrate that we've shown it in our complaint. Our complaint is very lengthy. It's very specific. It's 84 pages long. Uh, and it makes it very, very clear that there is invidious discrimination against Jewish uh, students on campus. And there's uh, harassment, intimidation uh, and other displays of anti-Semitism. So we'll we'll show all that. Uh, we expect that the we expect that there will be uh, arguments by NYU uh, that they're just protecting uh, constitutionally protected free speech, uh, that it's within the, the, the rights of these demonstrating students, uh, especially in the aftermath of, or including in the aftermath of October 7th, to um, make their feelings known about the, about the situation in, uh, in Israel. Uh, and in Gaza, um, there, there's just two problems with that uh, as a defense. A, um, free speech is not guaranteed uh, on private property, which is the NYU campus. Um, and B, uh, the Constitution, even if free speech were guaranteed, which it's not constitutionally, the Constitution doesn't uh, protect hate speech and it doesn't protect um, a lot of the kinds of speech that these demonstrators and students were engaging in both in demonstrations uh, then and then in one-off incidents and the like. So that defense is going to fail uh, as a matter of law and we're going to proceed through the motions the preliminary motions that NYU brings uh, will defeat them. And then we will be into discovery. And we're going to see from the files of the university um, precisely how uh, invidious this discrimination has been. Um, we're going to see uh, the steps that the university has taken uh, to punish uh, others who have um, encroached on the rights of other uh, ethnic minorities and the like, uh, but not uh, on the rights of uh, the Jewish students. We're going to see all the instances in which um, the universities have taken, uh, NYU in this instance, has taken steps uh, to punish uh, students who engage in uh, the, you know, the, the, awful, awful uh, uh, behavior of microaggressions uh, and how it hasn't lifted a finger uh, to protect the rights of, of, of uh, the rights and safety of Jewish students on campus. So that if you on the NYU campus um, say that someone is uh, overweight, uh, you could be accused of the microaggression of um, fat phobia, and that could lead to a suspension or different kinds of um, different kinds of penalties uh, to you 
But if you uh, say that um, Hitler was right uh, or that Jews should be gassed or that uh, Jews should be um, eliminated from uh, Israel uh, through killing, um, nothing happens to you. Absolutely nothing. It, it, it's, it's, it's beyond outrageous, Dennis. Well, that that's that strikes me as the particularly powerful case because compared to other comments like "quote unquote" microaggressions, which are prosecuted, gas the Jews, and and uh, and death to kikes is uh, is okay. I just want to clarify because we might have a slight difference here. I do think the Constitution does protect hate speech; it doesn't protect calls to violence. So I just want to clarify, when you said that, did you mean calls to violence or did you mean in general? Yeah, you're you're right. And thank you for correcting me, Dennis. Uh, what I meant to say was certain kinds of uh, hate speech that result in calls to violence. Right. So, OK, All right. I thought so. I just wanted that. No, you're you're abs- you're absolutely yeah. correct. You're absolutely correct. So. What are you doing? Are you asking uh, uh, NYU to pay damages? What What are you asking for? Uh, these are principally the NYU case and the other ones that we're bringing are principally not about money. Uh, they are principally uh, the remedies that we're seeking are injunctive relief. We are uh, requesting... Uh, an order and a judgment that will require NYU to enforce its code of conduct uh, to the extent that it covers anti-Semitic conduct, uh, covers prohibiting anti-Semitic conduct. We're calling for that code of conduct to be enforced. And to the extent that there are gaps in that code of conduct, which don't um, cover anti-Semitism, then we're uh, asking for an order uh, that will cover it. Let me give you some examples. Yeah, do, of that, that, do that, please, when we get back. And, yeah. and also, I'm very curious if these two Jewish students have suffered any repercussions as a result of this lawsuit. Sure. Back in a moment with Mark Kazowitz, New York City attorney, taking NYU to court. That's the time of the year that Christmas is here With peace and goodwill for all How I love that You want to do yourself a favor in the new year? Try to relieve your muscle or joint pain. I have the product. I have it because I use it. My producer uses it. My wife uses it. And it's completely drug-free. You should try it for three weeks for a specially reduced price of $19.95. The makers say if it doesn't work in three weeks, you should cancel your order. I find that to be a, a very honest approach. They don't leave you on. I'll give it another three weeks. Try it for six months. Three weeks is all you need to know if it'll work. That's what the manufacturers of Relief Factor say. 1995, completely drug-free product. 
Call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, or go to relieffactor.com for the three-week tryout. One of the most prominent lawyers in the country, Mark Kazowitz, is has taken on the case of two NYU Jewish students who, for some bizarre reason, find gas the Jews and kill the kikes offensive speech. I, I, it's, it's hard to imagine. They, they must be real. Uh, uh, what is the, what is the word that we now use for uh, weak? Uh, the weak, some, uh, some type of flower. What is it again? Snowflake, yes, yeah, snowflake. Snowflake. Yeah. I got to admit, even I would find that to be I, the, the reason I would find it so particularly egregious is for the reasons you cited. If you say, "Gee, you know, you're overweight," that's fat shaming and fat phobia, as you put it. But, but guess the Jews that that goes without any repercussions apparently at NYU. So you were uh, about, I had my own series of continuing questions, but you were going to give more examples of something. Do you recall what that was? If you don't, we can go on and, and, and it might come back. Uh, we, can, we can proceed. Good. Yeah, okay. Sure. So tell me, have they, have these, so one Jewish student of the three backed out because of pressure in his Jewish community uh, from someone who, if I knew the name of that individual, I would actually publicize it on national radio. But I don't know the name and c'est la vie. Uh, but be that as it may, you have two students. So two two related questions. One, given the the large number of Jewish students at NYU, how come only two have done this? And obviously they must be related. And and second, have they suffered any repercussions? Well, uh, I I don't, you know, I don't know why uh, we. We re- we received um, you know calls and uh, outreaches from a number of students and a number of their families and the like at the beginning of this. But as I said, I think Dennis at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of this this session, you know, it takes some courage for an 18, 19, 20 year old kid to stand up and say. Uh, who's in the middle of college and trying to manage all of the work that goes al- go, goes along with that uh, and, and also trying to enjoy a normal life uh, to stand up and say, I'm going to be a plaintiff in a lawsuit against the university where I uh, expect to matriculate and get a graduate and, and get a degree uh, and a university where I've got to attend classes, uh, sometimes with instructors or professors uh, who do nothing to hide uh, their anti-Semitism. So it takes some courage to do that. And and, and these two young people, uh, Bella and Sabrina, uh, have certainly you know demonstrated that. By the way, uh, that is interesting. Uh, am I cor- correct in inferring two girls? Yeah, they're two young women. Yeah, yes. it's depressing, uh, the the, uh, the lack of masculinity among males. Uh, it, 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 and I think this actually is it, is a little tiny micro example of that. I am curious, by the way, just for my own knowledge, are, the, are these two girls orthodox? Um, no, 
they're both very observant. Um, well, so I assume they're, they're if they're very observant, observant, I assume they're orthodox. You don't you don't uh, get many non-orthodox young people today who are uh, who are observant. Uh, my point is, everyone, almost anyone listening would understand my point because just as religious Christians are are among the only fighters for these values, religious Jews, uh, it's it's largely also uh, the case. So I, that's the reason I asked the question. I'm not surprised by the answer. So I, I have, uh, so uh, about repercussions, you, do you know of any? Well, um, what we do know is that there was the beginning of an effort to um to claim by the university that one of our plaintiffs uh had broken uh some kind of university rule by having uh, uh having accompanying her uh to one of these demonstrations uh a uh at a library a um a photographer, a videographer. Uh-huh. Okay, hold on, uh, hold on a moment. We're back in a moment. Mark Kazowitz, New York City attorney. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.